0: Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Joyce Harmon has been in holistic practice for 30 years using acupuncture, chiropractic, herbal medicine, and homeopathy to enhance performance and help those with a variety of chronic conditions. She's an authority on Lyme disease and insulin resistance. She has served on many board of directors, is past president of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association, and of the Veterinary Botanical Medicine Association. She has written over 100 papers, textbook chapters, and articles for horse publications. Her publications include the Pain-Free Back and Saddle Fit books. She maintains an informative website that you should go check out, it's www.harmonyequine.com. Dr. Harmon was actually recommended for the podcast from one of our listeners. So thank you to Karen for reaching out and seeing if I could get a hold of Joyce and having her on the podcast. And hello, Joyce. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so
1: much, Katie, for having me. I think this will be a lot of fun.
0: Well, let's start off with a summary of what you do. Can you share with us what that is in sort of a concise way?
1: What I do is Holistic equine medicine primarily, and what holistic medicine includes is acupuncture, chiropractic, homeopathy, herbal medicine, and then in herbal medicine, we have Chinese medicine and we have Western herbs. And I work with saddle fitting and wrote a book on that, actually. I make a muzzle on the side that horses like as much as they can like any muzzle, <laughs> and uh, Work a lot with laminitis horses and a lot with lime horses.
0: Is there a common myth that people might have about um, holistic medicine and especially holistic veterinary medicine in general? And can we bust it?
1: I think one of the things that we could think about here is that holistic medicine is not a silver bullet. We all want the silver bullet that we can just kind of wave our magic wand and give a little pill and the animals will be better. And in reality, holistic medicine really is and can be a whole life process starting from the very young to the very old. It can encompass a lot of aspects of life from lifestyle to nutrition to actually treating the diseases that come up. And in many ways, it would be nice if we could prevent a lot of things happening just by making the animals healthier all the way along. But in reality, we often get to come in and help treat things that nothing else can treat and uh, or nothing else really has good answers for. So it's not really a silver bullet. It doesn't fix everything, but it does fix a lot of the complicated things.
0: For sure. And it's really that multifaceted approach, right? Where, you know, you're finding the answers and trying to come at it from different angles to, to see what can help.
1: Yes, and and really, a lot of times people think that medicine, because we're so used to conventional medicine, medicine is just sort of one thing. If conventional medicine is giving a pill, holistic medicine is giving an herb. Well, it really is very individualized, and a lot of people want to just say, oh, okay, well, I'm using holistic medicine. I just gave this remedy, and therefore, it's holistic, and in reality, it really is about treating the individual and their expression, if you will, of the disease. So we could have the same disease that in Western medicine we give one pill for, say, let's say, like Cushing's. And in holistic medicine, we have multiple different herbal formulas and multiple different supplements that we can give depending on how each horse. Presents.
0: Let's talk a little bit about what led you here. I'm very curious as to how you ended up um, with all of this knowledge. So, what was your journey? So, kind of your education through to where you are now.
1: The journey's been a long journey, and because I've now been in practice for 30 years, I've had lots of time to learn things. I guess that kind of makes me an old fart in the in the uh, veterinary world, but. <laughs> Um, it's also given me plenty of time to study because really, my journey started even before vet school. I'd always wanted to be a vet since I was a little tiny kid. In fact, I used to think I'd be the first woman vet. And then when I grew up, I realized there already were quite a few women vets. <laughs> I just had never met one. Sure. And then I wanted to go to vet school. So I started down the path of going to vet school. I was fortunate to work with a veterinarian who had a little bit of interest in acupuncture. And there was a book out at the time about equine acupuncture. It was the first kind of translated book from China, but we kind of played around. I got exposed to it. And so when I went into vet school, I already had a bit of an interest in this idea of acupuncture, not really knowing what it was, but it was there. I even brought a acupuncturist into the vet school in my senior year. And of course, no professors showed up. It was just us students that learned from her. And from that, I really wanted to go on and learn more about acupuncture. So then I worked in England for a little while. I actually went to a veterinary acupuncture lecture and I said, this is Definitely very interesting. And when I came back to the states, I was exposed to an acupuncturist who sort of passed through the practice that I was working in. And you know, I said, "How can I learn this?" And they said, "Oh, well, the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society has a course, and they're starting it in six months or something." So I signed up for the course, and kind of the rest is history. I uh, took classes. And about the same time, I moved down to Virginia. I was working in New Jersey. So I opened my own practice. And the first year I did some conventional medicine. There were not very many people in my area at all doing acupuncture. And so I was fortunate to kind of be able to switch over to just doing acupuncture. Cool. And from there, it's like, okay, there's a chiropractic course and then there was a homeopathic course and then there was some herbal courses and so over the next ten years I probably paid for vet school again two or three times <laughs> by taking all these courses and flying to all these different locations where the courses were um held.
0: Yeah, I bet. And
1: every time you leave home when you're a self employed veterinarian you lose money. Sure. So I never have added up what I spent in in my training. <laughs> you it know was what? probably depressing.
0: Sounds like acupuncture was sort of the gateway, and it's led to all of this great knowledge.
1: Yes, acupuncture was definitely the gateway. And for many people it is because it's something that's a little bit more concrete than some of these other, especially things like homeopathy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information out in the world now about acupuncture. So a lot of people are comfortable Starting there.
0: Definitely. It's very cool. It's very fascinating. Um, I've had it done on my horses a few times, and the results are just you can't describe it. Like, you have to see it for yourself, and especially on a horse that you know so well. So, thank you for helping our horse owners with, with that service.
1: It is great fun. And one of, one of the best things about doing this kind of work is that the horses love me. <laughs> yeah. And instead of hiding in the back of the stall, which is usually what happens when the vet arrives, my horses, my Patients come out and they want to get petted, and if they're not on the list that day, they hang out. Yeah. Is it my turn? Come
0: help me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) So Uh it's really rewarding.
0: Tell us more about the origins of the Harmony Equine Clinic. I'd love to know more about how that got started and what that was like.
1: So I had been working in New Jersey and I wanted to start my own practice, and so I was looking for an area to go set up my own practice. Came down to Northern Virginia to visit a friend of mine. Veterinarian and got off the highway and sort of said, "Well, this is where I want to be." And so I moved down here, set up a clinic, got myself all of the conventional kind of equipment, and uh, sent out a mailing list to, from one of the feed stores. And that got me started. Picked up a few clients. Eventually, I called myself the Warrenton Equine Clinic because I didn't know what else to call it. Sent out a newsletter and had a naming contest. Well, that's fun. Um, for my clients. And they used my last name, which is why Harmony is misspelled. So it was named Harmony Equine Clinic. Um, I've kept that kind of Harmony name ever since then.
0: What all is involved in the clinic today as far as services and products? And I'm just looking at your website and there is a lot on here. So I'd love to know from your perspective, what all is the Harmony Equine Clinic?
1: What I what I did before the website or before the web became the thing, I carried a big truck around, and I had herbs in there, and I had my homeopathic, and I had everything that I kind of needed, but what happens a lot of times is that people need something, and I'm not going to be in the area, because my practice area is probably, you know, it's an hour to an hour, hour and a half to get across the whole thing, And so it wasn't very convenient. So I set up my website and then the website, as the internet has grown, the website has expanded to include products that I use every day. And they really are things I use every day. So by putting them on the website, I was able to expand the number of people who have access to them outside of my, just my clinic area. And I also didn't have to organize ways to get herbs to clients when they needed them and they live an hour and a half away. So the website has grown from there. But I have always felt like education was my primary, one of my primary things. And so I developed the educational side of the website. And really this year, last couple of years, I've tried to expand that with a YouTube channel and things like that. And along the way, I've I decided, well, my horse decided for me that she was not going to wear the muzzles that were out there. (laughs) And so she would hide in the back of the stall with her tail facing me. (laughs) So I figured I had to make a, a muzzle that was more comfortable, so I worked on inventing that and using a plastic that you could actually bend and mold and adjust to a horse's head. So that got added to the website. And I've designed a number of products that, like for particularly for insulin resistance, and then I worked with um, Hillary Self from Hilton Herbs, and together we came up with a couple of formulas for Lyme's disease. And so my website has just been growing especially with the things that I specialize in. So we have a pretty extensive Lyme section and a pretty extensive insulin-resistant Cushing sort of section because I, I have sort of acquired a lot of those cases along the way, and that's kind of been my area of expertise.
0: It sounds like uh, the website itself is quite the undertaking. Do you have a staff that helps you and you know helps manage the website and social media and all that stuff?
1: I do have people um independent contractors, so it's really nice because the person who actually does my shipping is just a small instead of a big big fulfillment company that ships things out. I have a person who works out of her house and uh, we do all the shipping from there, cool. supporting local economy,
0: yeah
1: so she happens to actually be located in Colorado, but it's still we're working with small companies i have I have people that are helping me with marketing and with the website. And I have a a person who works for me and does all my scheduling because there's no way
0: I could do that. (laughs) Well, what's your favorite part about Harmony Equine?
1: My favorite part, one, is that the horses love me. And the other is that I really get to educate people. And it's so much fun to see people come, you know, they call me for an acupuncture treatment and they've never done anything like this. And over a period of time, we improve the horse's diet and we improve the types of living conditions. You know, some horses need more turnout than they really get, get access to. Some horses, maybe their lifestyle really, they aren't really into being a show horse. Mm -hmm. And so watching people find out what the horses really like to do and then going and doing that is really rewarding. And seeing people really learn and improve not only that horse's life, but all the other horses in there that they take care of.
0: Absolutely, the the ripple effect from that one pebble <laughs> that you start yeah. the seed yeah. plant, watching it grow, that's very cool.
1: Yeah, so much fun to see. And then then other people are sort of like, you know, why does your horse look so good? Why is your mm. horse doing so well? Yeah, and they're like, well, maybe I'll start doing that, or maybe <laughs> the people start to instead of eating at McDonald's, they start to get some acupuncture for themselves, and then they start to get some body work, and then they start eating better, and it's it becomes a whole a whole lifestyle change for the whole family
0: well, what's the most challenging part of your business
1: in the early days, The most challenging part was that I was really considered a voodoo vet, and uh sometimes used to get paid in cash because people didn't want to tell their family that they were having some voodoo vet work on their horse. They weren't really it's like don't tell my veterinarian yet that you're out here now it's pretty much accepted. So it's we've gotten through most of that. Most of the time, there's no issues. In fact, a lot of the vets and myself will talk about a case if there's something going on that we can both have input in. But that was that was probably the most challenging thing in the beginning was not really being accepted in the veterinary community.
0: Sure. But you're seeing a big shift now. I mean, I see it just from where I am. So I'm sure that you've seen quite a bit of that conversation change.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. And that's that's been very rewarding. You know, I can look at a horse and I say, you know, this horse really needs some x-rays and, and send the horse back to their regular vet. And they can, they can say, you know, Joyce thinks this horse really needs some x-rays or a joint injection or some other diagnostic test that I don't do. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we can have a dialogue about what's the best way to go and treat it.
0: Very cool. Supporting each other. I love that.
1: And it's really... The best word for holistic medicine is integrative medicine because we really need everything. We need the holistic stuff for all the chronic problems that are out there. And conventional medicine doesn't really help those all that much. But we really need the conventional medicine for the x-rays or for Joint injections, or for, you know, and some of the the serious things that horses get themselves into, or they need surgery. And so, if we can really have a team approach and and integrate everything, whether it's integrating with the ferry or whether it's integrating with the feed company, whether, you know, it really works better if it's integrative.
0: So true. I love that philosophy. Was it obvious to you that this is where you would end up when you started out? Just getting into that acupuncture and kind of researching those classes, did you ever think you'd end up here owning your own business and running your own shipping center and all of that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> when I
1: first, when I very first started in, in medicine, I thought, well, you know, I you needed, I wanted a big exercise physiology unit and lots of, you know, treadmills and fancy equipment. And uh, in conventional medicine, I wasn't totally happy. I didn't think I was doing what I should be doing. And as I started down the acupuncture path, I thought I can I'd do acupuncture and then I learned some chiropractic and I thought, you yeah, know, this is fine. But there was so much to learn and so many interesting things and so many ways to help the animals. I had no clue that I would end up, well, we didn't even know about the internet back then. <laughs> but even when I first started the website, I mean, I thought it was just going to be a convenient way I could put some articles out there. And it would be a convenient way to get products to people so I didn't have to drive them there or put them in a package myself. And I had no idea that it was going to get to be as big as it has. To
0: take something that just started as convenience, right, when you didn't have it on you, to now it's um, it's a whole sector of your business is very cool, very impressive. Well, learning seems to be the cornerstone of kind of your journey um, as you've taken it full speed ahead, you know, learning about all of these different treatments and starting with acupuncture and moving through. But what is next for you? Um, what are you hoping to learn next? And, and what are you curious about now?
1: The thing that I really would like time to, to work on is that I would really like to, I would like to grow some of my own herbal medicine and really learn the plants from that aspect. That's I've amazing. not really had the time, and I have to admit that I'm not the best gardener in the world. <laughs> Don't know how successful that project will be, but that's the thing that fascinates me.
0: So next, we'll be seeing you. Uh, you have a full garden, <laughs> and that's where it all originates from. That's the plan don't hold your breath. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) That sounds great though. How fun. Well, I'm sure you have good advice. Um, We've already heard little wisdom nuggets along the way, but if you could turn back time and talk to your freshman college self, knowing what you know now, what would you say? Freshman in college,
1: before you've defined your, you know, your life goals is certainly, especially if you're thinking about veterinary medicine as a career, is to really spend some time with veterinarians so that you know what you're getting into. It's a very demanding profession. And I think that if you spend some time inside a clinic, you get a much better feel for it.
0: Well, I know that you've worked with a plethora of equine professionals throughout your career. So what advice do you have for anyone that's looking to get into the equine industry as a professional?
1: That's a really good question to ask because... We love horses. I grew up up wanting to ride from the time I was three and getting to ride from the time I was three or four. And if if horses are in your soul, you want to do something with them.
0: Amen. The thing
1: to do is to look hard at what it is you want to do. And it's really important if you want to be an equine professional to look at the types of jobs that you want to do and how easy or difficult is it to actually make a living doing that? There, There is money in the horse world, but it's not always had by the people who are doing the work. Sure. And so for a career, there's lots of really good aspects to it, and it's a wonderful way to make a living outside, working with the horses that you love. Sometimes you end up working really hard and you don't get to ride a whole lot and I actually have quite a few small animal veterinary colleagues who have chosen to do small animal work because they want to get done with work and go home and ride their horse. Sure. And you look at some of the equine veterinarians and I have to say right now myself is included in this. I rode for many years as a vet but as Things have gotten life has gotten a little bit busier, and maybe all these extra things that I've been doing, I find myself riding. I really haven't ridden much in the last four or five years. And as I get a little bit older, I'm looking at that and saying, you know, I I want to make a way to get back into riding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes doing something else gives you more freedom to ride. And so there's that piece is to think about whether. Is it riding that you really want to do, or do you want to immerse yourself in horses as a life?
0: It's a great way to look at it. Your path puts you down um, holistic medicine so that you can still be immersed in the industry and work with horses every day. Have you seen examples of other great careers that maybe people don't think about where they get to be with the horses every day?
1: Things like massage therapy are certainly open to making a good living. But in many cases, there are so many massage therapists in an area that it becomes difficult to have that as your 100% income. And there are a variety of other therapy types. There's physical therapists. There's a physical therapy. There's at least one, maybe a second physical therapy school that is teaching non-veterinarians how to do things like physical therapy. That can be an excellent avenue to explore. Fun and if you learn at the level of a physical therapist it's a little more school you've got several years of school to get through but you then have a career where you can work with veterinarians you can work independently there are also things like you know a photographer though photography is is a profession that's gotten because that's one of my one of my side professions but doing equine photography can be a, can be a very lucrative or or at least very useful business, but it's yeah. gotten extremely competitive.
0: Definitely, I think the underlying theme um, that I'm noticing is really how can you fulfill a niche, right? I mean, if there's a lot of massage therapists. Maybe that's not the path, but if there's, if you live in an area or you discover an area that doesn't have some, maybe that is the path, or photography, or you know, vice versa. But if you can fill that niche, then you might have a business on your hands. Exactly. Great advice. Do you have a most memorable moment in your career with the equine industry?
1: When I look back on it, perhaps I published a, a paper in a peer-reviewed, peer, peer reviewed, which means a scientific journal, back in the late 90s, like 1999, maybe 2000. And, and at that point, I, I was proposing that insulin resistance was Actually, an issue in horses it was re- being researched in people, but nobody talked about it in the horse world and so the the foundation of this article was my experience treating horses using some of the information from the human insulin resistance research that was really before anybody started talking about it and now we look out and insulin resistance and cushings and all those terms are are part of everybody's daily vocabulary. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, you were certainly on to something.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even really know. I mean, I sort of knew it because it was like I felt like this was important, but I did not have any idea how important.
0: Sure. Now looking back, I mean, boy, you really you hit on a note there that affects so many horses
1: unfortunately. It has become one of the biggest issues in the horse world. Maybe one of the things to leave people with the thought of is that that this concept of holistic medicine, especially in the times that we're living in right now, Mm -hmm. is so important because it encompasses everything about lifestyle. It encompasses everything about diet, nutrition, and the ability to treat difficult diseases, and the ability to enhance health you can be healthy but you can actually still often be healthier and i think that that holistic medicine this concept of integration is is something that i would hope more and more people look towards because there's such good answers and that's what's so cool
0: definitely that is great food for thought and this crazy time that we're living in i think 2020 will definitely be remembered for Obvious reasons, but it's a great time to really look to yourself, right? And figure out what you need and and explore those avenues of how you can help yourself. Yes. And your horse.
1: (laughs) And your dogs. And your cats.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The last thing I have is a game. Um, I want to play this or that with you so we can get to know Joyce a little bit better. Um, So I'm just going to read off. There's about a dozen this or that questions, and you'll just pick whichever one comes to mind first, and you don't have to have any reason for your choice. Okay, you ready? England or Ireland? Uh, England.
1: That took some thought. <laughs> did because I lived in England and I lived in Ireland for a little oh, while. Good. And I actually liked
0: both of them. Where else have you lived? How fun.
1: Actually, just, just there. I went to England after veterinary school, worked in an exercise physiology place and judged endurance rides, and then uh, left there and worked in a in a veterinary practice in Ireland for six months. And both countries, I galloped racehorses in the, like in
0: Newmarket and
1: on the Curra. So I really, really enjoyed both both countries.
0: Wow. Okay, I promise I won't ask follow-up questions, but <laughs> I wanted to That's know. Right. <laughs> if you had to choose acupuncture or PEMF?
1: Um, If I had to choose, I'd, I'd choose acupuncture.
0: Do you like to ride with your stirrups a little bit longer or a little bit shorter? I'm a little bit longer. Now, it's uh we're just coming out of winter, so here in Colorado, that means it's still snowing. <laughs> uh, but are you a blanket person, or do your horses go all natural?
1: They are all natural, covered in mud.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, now it's vacation time. Would you rather go camping or stay in a nice hotel? Camping. And for a night out on the town, would you rather go watch a movie or go see a live performance? Maybe a comedian or a musician? Probably live performance. If you had to pick, would you rather listen to 50s music or 80s music? 50s. Roses or daisies?
1: Daisies.
0: I know you're a photographer, so Nikon or Canon? Uh, Nikon for sure. (laughs) And do you prefer to take day photos or night photos? Uh, night photos. Yeah,
1: actually, I do a lot with that and uh, worked on some projects locally to help promote the night sky.
0: Well, that's all my this or that questions. So thank you so much for playing along. And it's always so fun to to get to know you a little bit better that way.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff is fun because it's totally different and and you come up with surprising
0: things. Dr. Harmon, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and letting us hear a little bit about how you got involved in holistic veterinary medicine, as well as letting us just get to know you a little bit.
1: Great. Well, thank you for having me. And things like this are a lot of fun because a lot of times the only sort of front that people have is sort of what I write. And this is much more personal and people get to actually hear who I am rather than just see what I write.
0: Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at, at beyondthesaddlepodcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.